What's next? This is a question we're all having to ask and answer more frequently. I'm Jenny Blake, your host of the Pivot Podcast and author of Pivot, The Only Move That Matters is Your Next One. For show notes from this episode, visit pivotmethod.com slash podcast. If change is the only constant, then let's get better at it. Here we go. All right, friends, if you want to talk experimental podcast, this has got to be it. Michael and I were extremely bored for the first time in a very long time the other day. And so we figured the only thing that we could think to do, given that we're still sheltering at home here in New York City, and there just didn't feel like that many options, was to hit record on a podcast, which before I knew it, the session became a series of podcasts. We are loopy. We are informal. We are all over the place. We even discuss the tension between me wanting to create with intention and something helpful and useful for you here listening and Michael's perspective, which is let's just create and see where it goes. I'm telling you now, listen at your own risk. If you are like me and you don't always love wandering random conversational podcasts, you probably won't like this one. Then again, I did get a few Pivot Listener survey responses that said, we enjoy getting to know you during this daily podcasting of the pandemic. Somebody said, you actually sound like a real person, not just an online marketer. And that made me laugh out loud. And I was really grateful. And you, I won't name names, but you are giving me the courage to hit publish on these conversations with Michael because I just do not know if you're going to get any value out of them. If nothing else, I think our intention, our hope is that you can relate. If you're bored, maybe that's the day. Just save this, bookmark it, boomerang it for a day that you're feeling really bored. Know that you're not alone and have a little random entertainment as if you're sitting in our house with us shooting the breeze. Enjoy, everybody, and forgive me. This one kicks off before we officially hit record. But Michael saw that in GarageBand, I, the last episode I had up was called Why Bother? And I love Jen Loudon. Oh my goodness. I loved that interview so much. It was episode 210. So we start off by him asking, why bother? What's this doing on your computer? Because it doesn't sound like a question I would usually say. Okay, onward to the show. Listen at your own risk. What happens when you're asking why bother? With life. She wrote a book. You're bored and you're trapped inside. <laughs> can't do shit <laughs> that's when you ask why bother <laughs> listen michael and i are bored out of our mind today well fiddling with it. <laughs> listen i have it how i like it oh boy here comes the audio expert fixing rearranging my mic we're not on the show yet i thought it's supposed to be at an angle not when two of us are there, oh. just like uh, speaking. <laughs> All right, well, watch those bursts, you know? Yeah. Don't get it in the red. Welcome, everyone. This is a show about boredom. Michael and I are, for the first time, we've decided in this entire sheltering at home, this is the first day we both looked at each other, we're bored out of our mind, and we had no clue what we're to do. We're never bored. We're I'm never, never bored. bored. I might we're like... always reading, creating, working, walking the dog, resting, but we're never just looking at each other bored out of our mind, yeah. and that's today. So after some pondering, we said, I asked, I looked at him, want to record a podcast? And here we are. 
that somehow sparked some amount of joy. Yeah, a podcast about boredom where we can rant, you know, <laughs> and just do something. Yeah, an unfiltered <laughs> rant. And, you know, I something always... Something productive. I always set the intention for any episode at all that it's got to be useful somehow for those of you who are here listening, my beloved listeners. And I thought, you must have hit a point of boredom throughout this whole thing, right? We can't be the only ones. Yeah. So maybe it would make you feel a little better if you can't, if you can tolerate a wandering podcast about nothing. Yeah. That being said, intention, schmintention. <laughs> <laughs> if it were up to Michael, we would just dilly dally around. Dilly dally in front of the microphone and with then no, cut it up or not no, even cut it up, release it unfiltered. With no care about who's listening. That's your mode. No care? Or? I mean, you don't take it into consideration. You would create for yourself. And then if someone finds it useful, that's a bonus. Not a requirement. It's not a requirement. It's not a requirement. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Although is, there's something to be said about at least knowing your audience. Uh, he says with no smile at all. <laughs> he says with with uh, lifeless eyes. <laughs> a should all over your you face. You know what? It's always been a should for me. And I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it still. Um, because how would you describe yourself as an artist if it has really nothing to do with the impulse to you know what? serve others? Yes What's it like? No, no. Yesterday is, is very, is very interesting. Yesterday, um, I was watching Godard, Godard, a Godard, <laughs> uh, like a video essay. Are you saying it so that us lowly Americans? Jean Luc Godard. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you say it? Jean Luc Godard. Oh. So watching a Jean-Luc Godard docu, uh, docu, not docu, essay film, and he was saying something about cinema, how it should combine method with feeling. And I really like that. Okay. Method being, uh, you know, you need to have at least some sort of structure or a goal or... Uh, Jordan Peterson has a lot to say about, about goals and goal setting. And, and you need to have something to aim for. And uh, But I don't think I uh, I agree with that because I like it when the universe guides my steps. And, you know, the universe gets you places rather than, uh, I don't know, when, when, when I have goals, it's just... It's not think, as enticing anymore. I also think, aside from goals, it's such an interesting impulse to create which is that you would think about what do you need to resolve or what's within you or what's juicy for you right now mm -hmm. and that changes like so you set a goal and you're like okay it's gonna be amazing and then you just do it <laughs> well, and it then halfway through goal. it just changes but then i would but then my thought process is what do people need let me put my ear to the ground let me oh, listen that's true what can i create for you or what have i, I like that. what is one of my struggles that i can simplify and then share so you listener don't have to go through the same thing yeah mine and is i don't think you have it like no that. no mine is what does my soul need how can i figure that out and document it so that because we're all human and all of us have you know uh, souls and, and, and inner lives and, and how can I be one example of uh, 9 billion people and uh, by doing it on a, such a personal level I can hopefully uh, reach people who are uh, somehow going through the same experience. And what's interesting about that is that you give yourself total freedom to be in your own 
unique bubble, if yeah, you will. Yeah, we're not unique. We're all alike. We're right, right. The but same, I'm saying uh, you're not even putting pressure on yourself to kind of fit what's needed out there. You're just looking at yourself and your soul and your needs yeah. as this one example. Out and that's there beautiful. is in there. Of course. You know. That's above. <laughs> so below. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, why <laughs> Can you, what does Yawaile mean? As within, mean? so without. Uh, Yawaile is... Uh, Arabic. Arabic. Lebanese Arabic. Uh, 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 Did you know that in Lebanese Arabic, A means yes? I think... I, mean, so it's like, I don't want to embarrass myself and, and <laughs> translate it wrong, but I think Wail means woe. Uh, oh. W-O-E. So Yawaile is woe on me. Woe on to me. Oh. I think it's something like that. Yawaile. Yawaile. Correct me if I'm wrong. What's the context that someone would say? Dear Yawaile. listener. <laughs> such I'm not. Excuse me. Treat I'm my just, listeners kindly, please. No, I am. I am. Oh, okay. It's funny, like because I've, you know, I don't usually. He likes to make fun of me. That's no, no, that's not oh, true. Okay. That's not oh, okay. true. And then you know. <laughs> Why? Because what's your new nickname for me? <laughs> Mini quiche. <laughs> Tell she me. loves mini quiches. Of course. Who doesn't love a mini quiche? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know you love them a lot. Now now we've outed my my favorite thing to serve guests. MQ. <laughs> Just had a new nickname this and weekend. And then his is Master Quiche. I guess so. Now we've really But I don't like ourselves. quiches. I don't like quiches as much as Danny does. But you got the one we just had was delicious. You made it. You bought it. For you. Well, did you enjoy it? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here's the question. You're an artist. so to me or to the audience? To you. Okay. Yeah, to you. You're an artist, so you inherently don't have as much structure as someone who has a boss or... Yeah, I didn't want... I don't want that. Of course, a regular schedule. So we happen to be bored today. Extremely so. I am but, never bored. But most days you're not bored. So ever. I'm so ever, never how, bored. What would you say? What's your technique for 95% of the time not being wait, bored? Wait, wait. You know why I'm bored? Why? Why I've been bored? Why? Because I'm not giving you enough. No, no. <laughs> that's something else. Uh, no, no. I'm bored because I have now a series of things that I do enjoy that I that I go to. And I don't have anything else to surprise me beyond these uh, this list of things. Let me break it down. I enjoy reading. I enjoy painting. I enjoy, I don't know, doing some exercise, going on rider, uh, going on walks with rider. Uh, I have a list of things. And now my brain is just snapping to these things like, oh, you're not watching, uh, you're not watching, uh, f- uh, you're not researching film. Oh, okay. Next thing you need to do is you need to re- read, um, you know, uh, active imagination about Jung, shamanism, things. I have a list of things that I am really excited to do, and I know it's going to make me happy. And now that I know that I, I, they're there, I'm not excited anymore to do them. Do you understand? Is that your rebel side? I, that the minute there oh, maybe, is a list maybe, and maybe. a structure, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Very rebel possible. part of you can't stand because, it. Because what happened is I, I definitely short-circuited after, uh, right now, like uh, when, when we decided to do that. When I got bored, I'm like, oh, I could do this and that and that and this and this and that. I'm like, there's just no surprise anymore. You know, like all these things are going to make me happy. I don't want them anymore. And <laughs> really, that's, that's yeah, literally. Yeah. I think because I'm not surprised. Yeah. And, you know my feeling I mean? is is what is there to do it's like 
There's always new things. We could do an experimental uh, podcast. I know, but... Not I, podcast, but it's just all, an experimental recording. For me, it's that... Well, that's what we're doing. Okay, yeah. But for me, it's that we're sitting. We're in the house. We're inside. So we're sitting and we're inside. And so many activities involve sitting and being inside. That's true. And then when I think about leaving the house... My mind first jumped to, oh, we could go grocery shopping. There's so many things we can do. That's it. That's maybe five. Not really, though. Yeah, Four. Be, right, because everything's closed. And so, okay, we could go to Whole Foods. Go to Whole Foods, we could go walk, on a walk. Walk the dog, go to Central Park. That's it. That's maybe it. take a bike, but I don't know if we're... I guess Are we, we into it? Yeah, yeah. George would be so excited, actually, if he knew about that. <laughs> yeah, our friend George. We could take city bikes. We could take city bikes and just bike randomly somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. That's why I told you we could like get a car and just drive aimlessly. It sounds like so much hassle right now. Why? I don't know. I don't want to be sitting in an inside a thing. That's true. But maybe that we, takes me back. But also But the, we could the, we could be driving, the, you know. We could But like, the thing is today is freezing in New York. It feels freezing at least. It's the, very sunny. The, the spring that refuses to come. It's forty six degrees. And so I think my hesitation of even going outside and walking aimlessly is it's cold. I'm tired of Feeling cold. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's mid-May and we're still... Did you know, still there. Michael, Michelle Carsuni, that we met walking down the street almost four years ago? Really? Yeah. It'll be in three weeks. Man. Yeah, that's a long time. I know. We were saying this is my, definitely my longest relationship. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Well, Mabruk. Habibi. Are you now too bored to be podcasting? He's looking uh, aimlessly out the window. <laughs> He has a soft, distant gaze out the window. He's no longer with me, everybody. Resuscitate, resuscitate. <laughs> what happened? What happened? What, what were we going to talk about? What's going about through your mind? What's here now? Boredom. Where did you just go? I was focusing on the boredom. Okay. I don't know what were we gonna say. What 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 did we want to record? Is it just like a, a documenting our boredom? Well, we had, there's Ryder even chiming. Even Ryder's bored. No, we didn't. We the whole I pulled a Michael because we didn't decide what the outcome was going to be of this. We just saw it. We're bored. In my mind, I thought we're bored. Let's record a podcast. Other people must be hitting a point of boredom because Michael and I are relatively late to the boredom game. I what do you say. guys do when you're bored? I know. Don't you wish they could answer right now? Sure. I think what I want to know, too, is not just specific activities, but what is it that creates boredom? Like, for us, we take pride in not getting bored too often because it means we can entertain ourselves. Like, no matter what's going on, we can always find a good book or something to think about, something to create. Yeah, it's not about entertainment. It's just that I never even think I about know. entertainment. It's I think like... it's like your, your inner landscape. You, you find ways to engage with your inner landscape. Right. He's now looking on Instagram, hashtag bored. It's all ladies posing all with selfies. selfies. What's up with selfies it's, about it's like boredom? It's women. It's young women selfies. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is your boredom, is your hashtag boredom feed like curated? I wish mine would be all cute dogs or something. But Michael, you're, uh, I don't 55 know. 55 million posts about boredom. Okay. Can you imagine? I wonder what the Google Trends 555. Look at that. Numerology. What does 555 mean? Look how bored well, we are. Well, five is freedom. Let's look at it. Hold on. Look at all that, All right. People. So we, we pulled up Google Trends. 
And there's definitely a spike in the search term for bored. Boredom peak doubled from 50 to 100. Uh, I don't know. What is that? Good. Uh, 100 yeah, watts. interest Ser- over time. Searches. 100 interest units. Interest <laughs> no. Units. <laughs> a value of 100 is, is the peak, peak popularity. popularity for the term. Oh, okay. So I guess people got insanely bored yes, at the beginning hit, look, of April. It hit peak peak popularity the term bored between march 29th and april 4th well there it is popularity there it is so we're not alone so what we're finally maybe we 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 kind of held off because we're used to working from home anyways so So everyone lost their mind but we didn't because it was like yeah and we're still adjusting we're four months into the cutest pup pup ever that's true so he also helps i mean i'm not even if i think i'm bored oh it's another dog walk always i have fun when i'm outside there's cute dogs, friendly people. It's going go. It's going back to fifty. It's going back to its usual. Do you hear him yawning? That's how bored he is right now. <laughs> this is why we don't podcast together more. You know. No, I don't think you're so. You're yawning. No, no, no. You're bored. Is no, it I'm, maybe I'm looking at the word, the trend line for boredom maybe. made you yawn? It's hijacking my uh, my state. <laughs> also, the mic might pick up your beard twisting. Yeah, and twirling my beard. He is. Uh, no, maybe, no, I'm, I'm very excited about, I'm always, uh, no. Look, people are the most bored in Vermont, Utah, South Dakota, Idaho, and Maine. What else is new? (laughs) (laughs) Related queries. Bored in the house song. Bored in the house. Bored in the house lyrics. Bored during quarantine. How to delete apps. Where'd that come from? Don't know. Bored in the house and I'm house, I'm in the house bored. Oh, Taiga. Bored in the house. You know how it probably sounds. Some of those like the lockdown. <laughs> Bored in the house. <laughs> Food delivery Bored near me. Bored in the house, man. <laughs> what to do during, to do during quarantine? Panda.com? What's that? I don't want to look up. Uh, I don't want to find something I don't want to see, you know? Oh, what? Whereas you do. <laughs> what? That's the opposite of what Panda. I want. I always want to find things I don't want to see. Oh, panda.com is actually panda. Is it? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, no. Oh, it's live. It's a live feed of the pandas. They're cute. Khalas, man. Okay. All right. How many years are we going to be obsessed with pandas? They're cute and probably going extinct like everything else, like tigers and lions and elephants. They're just bears that are colored. Well, yeah, and that's what makes them so cute. Okay, all right, moving on. You had asked a question of <laughs> our listeners. What do you do when you're bored? Oh. And my question is... Dear listener. It can't just be that you run out of a list of things, but maybe it is. I like what you said, Michael, that boredom, part of the boredom comes from doing the same things. So the question is Or knowing is how what do to do that makes you happy, you know? Yeah. I, I, there was this self, uh, self-help uh, exercise, like... List uh, list thirty things that you do uh, to to get you excited again, or that gets you excited. There's that was it yours? <laughs> but I've seen it somewhere I'm sure else. It's everywhere. Uh, it's not you. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna do that. And then I made a clear list of all the things that I like to do uh, uh, that make me happy. And then once I had that list, it was kind of like a list of doom because now when I'm I was bored, and I looked at that list. I'm like, no, I don't like. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And it became so predictable that it it removed all excitement of like you know the unknown and 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 getting to 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 have like that uh, I don't know peak uh, is it is it adrenaline is it serotonin what is it when you're dopamine dopamine novelty novelty because you like you like the unknown adventure spontaneity 
Yeah. Those are big values of yours. Right. For me, I think because I'm doing so much during the week, I'm on so many calls, all of that. I I look for things that I know bring me joy. Yeah. I'm less looking for the unknown. That makes total like, sense. Right now we're binging Formula One on Netflix and I love it. Thanks to my dad and brother. And I just can't wait to watch the next episode. But Michael's into discovering new and oddball indie movies. That's true. And so you'll want to put on this oddball indie movie. There's a new network called Mubi. Yeah. M-U-B-I. Yeah. And then that's the last thing I want to Check watch. Mubi, guys. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's it's so foreign for me that it's so exciting. Um, and they are literally, they're from all over the world. Yeah. Indie filmmakers. Curated, curated under many themes. And then it's curated under themes. And they're so different. Every movie is so different. It doesn't, it's not formulaic. Sometimes, you know, when you watch, when you binge or when you watch all these shows on Netflix and HBO and then Hulu, whatever, uh, movies even, there's, there's a for, there's just one formula and you know what to expect. And, uh, whereas these movies are so unique and, uh, you can appear into the director's soul rather than, um, you know, know what's coming up. And I like that. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. You watch movies to get inspired and to provoke your thinking. and Yeah, to keep moving. And get exposure to all kinds of different things. You read books to do the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I read books too, but... Sorry. That's okay. Michael's taking off his sweatshirt. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have to know why he said sorry. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it will be a mystery. Mm. Okay. Let's try an exercise. Remember that series? Uh, <laughs> what if our lives were a series? Oh, yeah, from the episode with Maggie. Yeah, I really like that prompt question, and I wanted to uh, to play that game. All right, so he, let's get meta for a second. I told Michael about the conversation with Maggie Reyes about relationships and how she said a question couples can ask is, if your life were a TV series, what would be the premise and who would play the main characters? And then Michael said, well, let's just riff on that and record it for the podcast. And I couldn't understand... What's the intention for listeners? <laughs> I was like, why? How will this add value for listeners? And his thinking was, it doesn't matter. It, it's not that. It's, it's, that's okay. Let's consider that it's a, it's. Let a, it just flow. And then. No, let's consider it's an exercise, right? Okay. That you, dear listener, can do with your, you know, with your partner or, or with yourself. But with your family. With even. your family. It's just a, it's just a uh, envisioning exercise. Yeah. Right. Whoa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it can unlock uh, some secret potential that you have that you didn't know about, you know, by using your imagination and, and 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 venturing into the unknown and uh, and playing a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Where do you want to start? This is like pure right brain. It's nice. Okay. Yeah. So where do I? Uh, okay. So you let, let's just start where uh, our life is a series, right? Is a is a yeah. is a TV series, and you wanted to to break it down. You had the idea of breaking it down into two different worlds: my world and your world, and the treat how the treatment of it would be, right? Like you said that yours would be kind of a Shark Tank situation. Yeah, almost where, like the Prophet, where the guy goes into businesses with his clipboard and has these serious looking meetings and tries to turn their business around. Okay. So it's like a real, uh, real, what do you call it? Real TV. 
Reality TV. Reality TV. Yeah, almost like mixed with Reese Witherspoon. So it's going to be Shark Tank meets Reese Witherspoon. Okay. And and filmed in like kind of like the office uh, docu... Uh, yeah, we'd have some outside shots too. We'd be okay. in the environment and oh. maybe it wouldn't be widget businesses so much. There's a lot of that on TV because it's more filmable. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. Where would you go? Where would you go? Mm. What kind of businesses would you would you tackle? Is it small businesses? Is it big businesses? Is it uh, solopreneurs? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of doing really small businesses right. because I feel that big businesses are seen as so sexy in our society. The bigger, the better. The faster, the growth, the better. Really? The more thought, funding, yeah. the better. Uh-huh. And I believe in small and mighty and lean and agile and joyful and easeful. And okay. I don't understand why those qualities can't be completely elevated alongside business as a way of doing business. Why can't a show, instead of only prioritizing revenue, obviously you want the business to be profitable, mm-hmm. but how do I, I would help these business owners find joy. Wow. And ease. Wow. Maybe I'd be their systems ninja. Their systems ninja. And the show budget. Would she provide. is systems ninja. <laughs> you did the delegation Jenny Blake. ninja yeah, ad, yeah. remember? You didn't like it. I did. I put it on the podcast. The ad? Yeah. Oh, the, the VO. The VO. Not the design. No, not the, no, not the design. <laughs> But there would be budget for fabulous outfits. She didn't like my design, guys. My whole closet would be renewed, upgraded, replaced. Which one? What? My closet. I'd have there'd be a whole budget of like ninja, ninja, clothing, ninja clothes, clothing. kill, kill Bill style. No, oh. like Jennifer Aniston casual meets uh, something that might be a little more oh 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 Wendy on billions. You know how she has like, oh. like really simple tailored. Sure. sure, sure. She always looked profesh. Uh huh. Yeah. So you want to be that profesh looking With person. some really casual as well. Like I want some just like real comfy jeans and a white t-shirt. And that's half my site visits. Oh, like Richard Branson. I guess so. <laughs> sure. It's like the new, the new uh, profesh is casual. Absolutely. Because it's joyful and easeful. Why should we be in these super constricting... High heels, I'm so over them. These little pencils that you stand on, why? But, but why Why go with uh, jeans and a t-shirt rather than, you know, just find the, the oh. craziest fashion? You know, uh, crazy but, but that's fine. fun as Maybe well. I'd wear all jumpers, every single piece. There like, you they go. could be of different there varieties. Some are yeah. jean. You bought me a jean jumper yeah, yeah, jean that's like really crazy looking. <laughs> and I have a, a suede jumper. Yeah. I have a formal jumper. Jenny I, and I a already jumper. have. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be it. Jenny and a jumper. That's right. Jumps around. Okay, so then while I'm small businesses, while I'm hopping around like a ninja, like a ninja bunny, <laughs> profesh ninja bunny who likes quiche. Oh my god, with the quiche, <laughs> you will not let it go. Yeah. All right, so while I'm mm, try that quiche. Oh, enough with the quiche. No, no, try it. I just discovered a place in Lower East Side that does the best quiche ever. Or you could interview like some quiche makers. What I also want is <laughs> is big executives that are burned out from their big jobs would mm. call me and I would help them pivot toward these really joyful businesses that mm-hmm. are so much smaller. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun. To be like, why you thought going big was the answer mm-hmm. and being part of these big companies and then how delightful it can be to do something else. I like that. Thanks. I like that. That's a that's a cool jumble. Okay, so while I'm while I'm off uh, <laughs> working with these small businesses, mm-hmm. what will you be doing? Where's your show taking place? Well, I haven't thought about it at all. 
actually. But I like what you said when you started me off by uh, saying that my world would be in like some fantasy Lord of the Rings uh, setting. Yeah, where definitely. I'm on, like, on, a, on, on an internal quest yes, somewhere. Yes, there's a quest. You're tracking. That's good. I like that. You're in some epic adventure. Uh-huh. Battling inner demons and maybe even outer enemies. Yeah. What's the quest? What do you think is the... I'm... I don't know. I, I was thinking two days ago about energetic centers, physical energetic centers, and how how amazing it would be to to find to 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 find mine actually. And I don't know where this is going, but last time, I don't know. I, I can't. Re- there, there there are some energetic centers that 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 light me up. Uh, what do you mean by that? Inside like, or like physical? A, f- a physical space that that feels uh, that that is just energetically potent. Like you go there and. You know, you suddenly feel like you're really connecting with your, with your, with yourself. Uh, I'm gonna give an example. You know, some people talk about climbing up a mountain, or, um, you know, a quiet, a quiet little place in, um, in nature, uh, or a treehouse somewhere, or a house, or sometimes they, uh, there's, I don't know, where was that? It was in a Robert Moore book about uh, um, the the magician archetype that. Um, pushes you to find little 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 spots in your house where um that are that are just more um energy fertile fertile i don't know if that makes sense like places in your house small spots where you feel really at ease and um i guess that's you, a, such a cool notion yeah, yeah. where in your house in your house yeah or anywhere but but it 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 says that you can never really know where they are you need to ex- you need to be there physically and uh tune in and and look for them and then when you find them they can be your uh an energetic they could represent a physical energetic center for you to give you calm to reinvigorate you um i don't know where this went uh, there where this is going but uh it would be really interesting to find them all around the globe you know, I'm pretty sure India has that and the Andes. And I mean, India does have that, right? The Ganges can be a place or um, I don't know why I'm thinking of the Ganges. I mean, the Ganges Definitely. is very is a holy place. Lourdes, like all of these uh, pilgrimage sites. Uh, they're definitely uh you know, spiritual, a book spiritually about a guy reinvigorating. that did all the walking pilgrimages. Yeah. So we pilgrimage, it. it'd be great to go on a pilgrimage. Okay, so... Back to your show. Journey, right? Journey. You, We're talking about journey. journeying, yeah. Um, yeah, pilgrimage. Is so is, is your sitcom, is like, it's not even a sitcom, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie, yeah. It's like a four-hour movie, <laughs> you know? That turns into like two and a half hour for like... Just like Lord of the Rings. So there's the yeah. edited version and right, the, the, long, the long version. Unedited. Uh, right. Yeah, and, and it's... it's yeah, it takes you. It, it takes you everywhere, or or you know, it takes you on a quest from one place to another. It'd be even better if it's not premeditated. You know, it's just oh, let's go there, and then you just go and document and see what happens, um, and then you you know you document things around, uh, along the way till you 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 find it, and then you add find it. Find it. What's it? F- find the uh, find these physical uh, okay. physical centers. Uh, they call them the uh, they call it uh, the axis mundi. One good example is Jacob's ladder. So Jacob um, sleeps on on the stone, and then dreams of this ladder that uh, that that brought heaven and earth together. It's like you know the tree of life, etc. And after he had that dream of the ladder on the stone, he decided to build uh, the temple in Jerusalem and just settle there. 
call it the center of his of his world so it's the same thing it's the same it's like uh oh it's like uh, golgotha for 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 christianity for instance you know like where uh, jesus was crucified uh so so that spiritual center is where is a physical center of where the world starts for the jews for christians uh, uh, i know the kaaba is uh, the same for uh, so what physical center uh would that be for you and how can you find it and how can you create your uh so so that you can create your own physical universe starting from there and i know there are the, the, there are many energetic places all around the world it would be very fascinating to find them for myself uh in a series but that would be the main question and the ultimate question for me would be where can i uh where would be my energetic center so i can start my uh my universe does that make sense Yeah, when when you say start your universe, what do you mean by that? Like build your world. Where can you build your world from? I mean Harlem uh, sounds like it, but uh, I'm pretty sure there's uh, there's an even more intricate answer. I like it. Great show. Show? Well, yeah. Oh, that was done? the prompt. Well, it was just so epic. That's why I stopped there. Mm -hmm. Like explore different places in the world that you feel this magic. Yeah energy yes where you what was the thing how you said it from the magician book in your house that's i find that fascinating even in your own home energetic centers yeah energetic centers yeah and so uh, energetic where, spots let's call them okay. energetic spots where you can start your universe i mean that's so epic i didn't know where to take it from there i guess there are energetic spots and then there's an energetic center where you can where you you know split it in north south east west and then that's where like your whole world starts from i've had spiritual uh, recharging centers where the minute I land and breathe the air, mm -hmm. I feel immediately recharged. Mm -hmm. And then for me, New York has always been that yes, beacon. I wanted to say that. Since I was little, uh -huh. I first smelled that hot burst of subway mm -hmm. air when I was nine and I crave it. And mm -hmm. every time to this day, some people walk by, riders echoing that. Sometimes people walk by the subway and they think, oh, this air is so disgusting. Let me get off the grate. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, give me. <laughs> it just mm -hmm. smells like energy to me. Mm -hmm. And I plug in here and I know that anything is possible. Yeah. You and know not just from a cliche. I feel it. I feel it. I experience it with relationships. Yes. I know you. I know Dory, Petra, my New York, you know, and New York City Angel. Like all these people are from these really serendipitous meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely felt that in 2014 when I came here. Uh, it was so electric that I couldn't uh, stay away, you know. Everything around around me was so electric, whereas some people would come into New York, they're like, oh, it's too much, I can't take it. And then it was like a moth to the flame. I also think there's such a different tourist mode in New York right. than when you live here. You can really find a lot of peace and quiet in mm -hmm. your own home mm -hmm. and then go out for the excitement. Mm -hmm. Not right now. That's kind of changing. Or changed. Yeah. Because, like, I don't even know when I'm going to want to take the subway again. I was thinking about that. That's sad. You know, I have a friend, uh, Alex Jabir, had uh, did her thesis about being uh, a citizen of nowhere. Um, that being said, I wonder if for her its home is uh, where the heart is. You know, her center is always herself. So wherever she goes around, around in the physical world... She is her own center, and that that's that's very interesting. Um, but then that's, I guess, it's a different kind of center. It's not a physical center, unless you just negate the physical center and decide that your body is the physical center. 
and uh, take it from there. Or it's both. And, I, and I'm sure it changes too. There, there are a lot of conversations now about people feeling over New York City. Mm-hmm. Once they've been sheltering in place, they realize, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I just want to be in nature. I don't want to mm-hmm. take all these precautions, live in a sardine can building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people live uh, out of their car. They go, uh, they roam around like nomads. Uh, I have a friend who wanted to go from Beirut to uh, to South Africa on his bike. Wow! I think he did it a couple of times. You want to go Euro tripping, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> you can take that podcast. Uh, they take out Mike with you. You've I got guess so. as long as we have an internet connection. Oh, I just get tired thinking about it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Euro tripping. I like Petra's idea that spends one month in each country. But then you... 12 mm, countries. But that's what I'm saying. When you have a plan again... I know. I'm just saying uh that I love that because my favorite thing to do in any city I travel is just wake up and go to a cafe and get a cup of coffee and read. And and I love getting to know the people at those those places and... That's my favorite way to travel. Mm-hmm. And and I maybe because of being doing keynote speaking and being just bouncing around so much, mm-hmm. it just doesn't it just doesn't feel restful at all to be packing, unpacking every two days. That here's the question. What if that wasn't the plan? What if the plan was to just go and then Right. You, however long you however feel like long. Staying. If you want don't yeah. want to stay, you don't want to stay. And you don't give yourself a deadline. And when you're ready to move, you move. That sounds fun for you, honestly. Yeah. I would have to try. I would really have to try. I'm sure it could end up fun. Maybe it would end up being the best trip of my you life. You know why? Because you end up focusing on your online community too, which you are already doing. Uh, I know New York is uh, is a very is a very great place for you to to, uh, for, and, and you, you've got feel, a lot of friends here. I just don't here. feel charged by that. It feels exhausting. Like, it doesn't energize me, but for you, it's just so energizing. Every day would be more exciting than the one of before. Of course, yeah. And for me, every day feels more tiring. But but that's how we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're even so much more of a social creature on a day-to-day, when, like when we're in Beirut. Yeah. You love doing, bouncing around everywhere. and. Mm-hmm. And I loved reading in that apartment that we had, the Airbnb, just being on the terrace, and reading know, in the treetops. But there, but there are no rules for, uh, to it, you know. Maybe we end up somewhere in, uh, I don't know, in 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 the country somewhere where that's all we do. I mean, uh, I'm I'm down to try anything, at, at, to, at a certain extent. But if I'm just being truly honest yeah. and saying, does it spark joy in my heart? Yeah. No, not the same way it would for you. But I get, I feel like it's a should. I feel like I should be that. Hell yes, let's go on an epic adventure and we'll stay anywhere, any amount of time. And I feel like I should Sounds amazing. be into that. That a cool person would say yes. Like the other day I was on a Zoom call with my friends <laughs> and somebody said, cool. somebody said that they feel that they should like hiking, but they just don't. Yeah. And it made me laugh so hard because how many people might have a partner that loves hiking, yeah, hiking yeah. with a capital H. It's so wonderful. Yeah. And then how freeing is it to just admit like, no, I don't enjoy it. You know, I, <laughs> if I, that's you, whatever your version of that is. I truly feel that hiking... <laughs> would be amazing for everyone if they actually got to encounter the right experience of hiking. Does that make sense? Like being in nature is so grounding for us as human beings. And uh, 
you know maybe you'd ask someone who's lived in New York their whole life and who's been who's been living in con- concrete all around uh, all around and his first instinct would be hell no I don't want to I don't want to like go on a hike or or be around nature but then slowly but surely they'd understand why because they build a relationship with nature absolutely yeah the parallel I can make here is that I can't stand laying out at the beach like I hate it. it. No, no, the sun drains me. I just <laughs> I and there's sand up your I thing. Know. And, you know. I know. I get so hot. I'm so sweaty. I'm like you're just in a swimsuit, like, like baking on the sand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if I had an umbrella and I'm reading a good book and I'm in my folding sure. chair. But what I will say, the reason I brought that example I like up snow way better. is that if I'm sitting on somebody's front porch, and this one of my future self visualizations from coach training way back 2008 was I'm sitting on a front porch and I'm looking at the ocean. And I have a friend who lives in Southern California where that is the case. Uh-huh. She, she's in Newport. Yeah. She's literally like her back... We zoomed with her. Yeah, yeah. her back... Vanessa. Her back sliding door looks out onto the ocean. Yeah, yeah. And there is something so beautiful and so calming and so awe-inspiring. Because and she's wonderful. sheltered. And it's aligning. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it does align one's spirit yeah. to look at a body of water. Of course. Even the Hudson River. I'm always happy mm-hmm. when I would go to the grass, the real mm-hmm. grass, and... And watch the river. It's true. And then maybe people just need to find their way. Like if I didn't have an umbrella and I'm just laying on the hot sand, forget about it. You know, Louis C.K. made a made a joke about humans and why uh, why we we're aliens. Like uh, we don't necessarily belong on Earth because we want to build these cubes and sit in them rather than that's true. You know, it's like oh, it's raining, great. Oh, right. here comes the water. Oh, it's snowing. Ah, <laughs> oh, take it all true. in. Here comes the sun. Live and, in a yurt. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Be be at one, at one with nature. And then, Hasn't have, have, have this has this ever happened to you where where you're in nature and you're completely like maybe not day one day two but like day four yeah. day five your instincts kick in you start you know knowing what the time is just by looking at the sun mm. uh, you know you feel at one with the with the dirt and the plants and everything and you're not afraid anymore and you really feel like you belong. I just think we don't we haven't had enough time to spend in nature, to get to know it. And that's why we're afraid of it. Even Seinfeld in his recent stand-up, which we thought was okay. Mm. But he was joking about how we cram ourselves into these cities. Yeah. Why do we do that? He's like, you get the second you're in an airplane and you see overhead how much vast land surrounds these cities. And then we just want to cram ourselves together. But that's where all the innovation happens when you're so densely packed. Is it because it's been socially engineered so that it's like as productive as possible? Maybe, but... By, like, city planners? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Maybe? It's like cities are farms for production. Okay. Let me think about that for a second. (laughs) But there's something inherently joyful, like, for me, being smashed on a subway. Of course. The people watching is fascinating. And and as fascinating as looking at the ocean is looking at a sea of people and people watching as long as you're excited being in the subway you know i mean like now with all the day. germs yeah forget, and i'm not even for, a germ forget the germs but i uh, have you how many people do you see smiling in the subway I, I definitely do i like i really enjoy oh, yeah, being because in the you subway. probably like make eye contact and give them a absolutely wink and a, you know? a wink and a nod yes of course and of a, course yeah which i do too i love i love bringing joy yeah. if i can outside sure so do i think cities are engineered by the government for productivity on some level but i also think that people it's kind of fun to be packed in and and when people used to live in community maybe it wasn't so packed but it certainly wasn't as isolated as the suburbs 
You know, I, I got to tell you, every time I come to New York, at least that's how it started. I mean, Beirut is so tightly packed. Yeah, but every time I come, I, I came to, to New York, for instance, I lost at least 20 pounds because of all the walking and all the schlepping and all of the, you know. Good, good Yiddish <laughs> word, Is it? Is that what it is? <laughs> and, and like, uh, you know, you don't eat and, and because you got to be on the go and you don't have time to digest your food. So you just end up drinking smoothies all day. Well, that's you, that's you as well. <laughs> I mean, it's also New York, right? It's it's uh, people, you know, look at the Jerry Saltz with his big gulp uh, coffee uh, coffee jug to be able to uh, I think I'm to, more to, prone to, to keep get his like, energy real going. fat and happy in New York because I'd be going out to rest restaurants all the time and having champagne <laughs> God, <laughs> yes. michael champagne. makes fun of me that i like champagne it's fun it's delightful but he thinks it's so stupid because in beirut and he got over it when he's 14 I I because th- champagne was like such a posturing yeah i think it's just a, ty- a type of product that that you know gives status to 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 one to someone and then and then it's engineered that way so that every time you see this champagne flute you're like oh there's champagne around and i don't know if it's what the, if it's that the little micro did bubbles. you like do you like the bubbles yeah, like I, I, we have a friend that's obsessed with champagne uh you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but what if the little micro bubbles are just so joyful that you know every sip are is they like, so joyful that they're <laughs> the most uh, important thing in your life Listen, you know I'm not wine talking about is you, so serious it's so serious like, well, what are the flavor profiles you, know, you want to celebrate you go eat the falafel sometime <laughs> and you enjoy the falafel sure, or prince street pizza yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, yeah yeah but i mean on a sunday with some fresh squeezed oj and champagne sure it's so delightful I'd rather not have it. I know. Yeah. You give me, you give me my, your mimosas. Uh, yeah. I'd rather not have it. Uh, but I'm saying if... What would I I'm like to get? I'd like to get drunk weight. on tequila. Mezcal. You sure? No, <laughs> you want to have it. Tequila, <laughs> tequila. Like, yeah, like yeah. Cuervo, like tequila. Gold, you go insane practically. Is. Or you chill. But tequila just gets gets your, your passion going, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what champagne does. It just know. gives you a slight smile. Like, hmm, I'm drinking champagne. Yeah, it gives you a bourgeois smile. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> gives you a smug, <laughs> a smug self-satisfied Cheers. Sunday smile. You're right. What a great, uh, glorious Sunday. When I first met Michael, hey, you're hitting oh, the red, the poor listener's ears. Let me say it again. <laughs> what a great, glorious Sunday. <laughs> when I first met Michael... Art fairs are this big thing. I had no idea the the art world, capital T, capital A, capital W. Uh-huh. And in the art world, all the hoi polloi gather at these big warehouses to look at contemporary art and some old art as well, sure. whatever you call that. Anyway, uh, of course, these are like really rich people, but they get in in the VIP days before it opens to the masses. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to get a bottle of champagne and walk around and it's absurdly expensive. I don't even remember how much I paid. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm just going to play the part. If it's I'm the here, ritual. It's the yeah. ritual of playing the part. But I, but I, I always wonder if, if, it's re- if it's more the ritual than the actual drink. You know what? Well, yeah. Maybe it's like diamonds that until the 50s when they introduced the advertising slogan, diamonds are forever. Sure. No one gave a shit about diamonds. Yeah. They were not a precious stone. And then once they introduced diamonds are forever as this engagement token of love and yeah. appreciation for a life. Right. So maybe champagne is we've been... It's a symbol. Maybe we've been socially engineered. Yeah, of to, success. To, yes, and celebration. Yeah, sure. So but therefore, nonetheless, maybe it's like champagne placebo effect. But when I drink it, I feel celebratory. <laughs> 
Exactly. It's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, it works. And then it works. I wonder if there are like so many other symbols that you can re- not Listen. replace that with, but like, you know what? I could give you a trophy. I could just get a no. trophy and give it Here's to you. Here's the thing. The first time I tasted beer. Just like the first time carry, I tasted beer. Carry it on I your shoulders. You'll feel successful. I thought beer was horrible. The first time I tasted I coffee. Like I don't like beer. First time I tasted coffee, I thought it was horrible. Those are things that some I don't even drink a lot of beer, but coffee now is just this like most beautiful delicious morning elixir coffee takes over your brain to make it's a drug it hijacks you and caffeine by michael pollan the audiobook it just straight up talks about how caffeine has engineered humanity to support and grow more caffeine not the other way around yeah i think that's true but i mean i came around on the taste of coffee i don't know if champagne was the same way but nonetheless it's a productivity drug that's what it is yeah, Michael, so, so many times he would have half a cup of coffee and look at me and he's like, I'm having a bad trip. <laughs> so so, so what happened is that I, I didn't drink coffee. I only I only kept coffee as, you know, a secret weapon for that, you know, one night uh, a year when I have a deadline and I really need to get jittery and, and ride the, the ride the jitters and and and, and, and yeah, ri- ride the project until the morning and hand it in. So that was my because you like to work very last minute. As well. Mm. I'm just putting in the side. No, I, I'm just wondering about that. Oh, yeah, because you love the last minute adrenaline surge. Sure, sure. I, I like that adrenaline surge, but I also use it as used it as a just as a weapon of, of like last last resort kind of a thing. And then Jenny comes along and she's like, oh, smell those beans and try those <laughs> ones. And this is from Cambodia. And this is from like Colombia. And this is from God knows where. Brazil. Brazil. And then and then slowly but surely having it on the daily. Now, okay, okay, I really want the coffee in the morning. I like it. I like it. It's a drug. It's a drug. <laughs> it's what it is. Come on. You, all of you guys, don't like, you got to admit it. Got to admit it. Well, what do you like about it now that maybe you didn't like before? Well, it's like drinking a Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. But now because I've had so many, I can, I can know when it's better than, you know, I enjoy it at a specific temperature and, you know, the the smell, uh, it's a ritual again. It's a a habit and it's, uh, my nose got, got excited to, to smell coffee in the morning and, uh, and, and have it and, and be on a crazy kick for like four hours, five hours in the morning that jumpstarts my brain, gets me to read faster. I just want to put a sidebar speaking of your nose. And the quiche to go full full circle. <laughs> Did you see the quiche pun? What? To go full circle? I didn't get it. A quiche. It's a circle. Oh, it's a far fetched <laughs> uh, far fetched pun. So to go full circle. I <laughs> I I said today to Michael, I, we were we were in fact making a quiche and I said I wish I could just say Alexa, how much time is left on our on, on our oven? <laughs> and Michael said it's so obvious you just use your nose. He's like, there's four minutes left. He just sniffed the air. <laughs> he said, there's four minutes left. And sure enough, I got up and went to check. And how many minutes were there? Two, two minutes. Two yeah. minutes. Yeah, so yeah. he was two minutes off. And I said, he, he says that like it's so obvious. Just use your nose, obviously. You just got to trust your senses more. That's all I'm saying, you know? Well, what if I don't have crazy, brilliant, spidey senses like you do? Just focus on your nose. In the beginning, you won't... You won't uh, t- but what if your gift is you, your you nose you and your know, taste? You wouldn't be able to know shit from shino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that expression. But then slowly but surely, uh, you'll get there because... Will I, though? Or do you have a unique course. talent that you don't realize that you talent. just think... It is. No, no, no. Because your flavor profile is so sophisticated. I don't think so. The I way think... you cook, your visual. No. 
map of how you set no. up food and plate no. food. Even though you're not a chef, let, you could be. Let me give you an example. So, I live in a restaurant. So, so I used to draw a lot, but I didn't. Know, I, I wasn't that good with volumes and 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 color even in the beginning. But you know, imagine eight years of you trying to decipher how every color is made with with what combinations and how you'd mix it and how it looks in uh, under a blue sky or or under a yellow bulb and and slowly but surely your eye for color develops over years and years and years and now uh, you know I really do enjoy looking at the world through shapes colors form light volume uh, when I look at people, I enjoy looking at their anatomy, right? Because that's what I've done my whole life. And, you know, remember I complimented your forearms yeah. as like one of the first thing that I've, uh, that I've, that's true. That, no one had ever complimented. One of the first compliments I gave Jenny was, forearms. Oh my God, your forearms are so beautiful. I was doing lots of handstands <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, and chadarangas. And chadarangas. <laughs> but, but it's just a question of, you know, training my eye to recognize things and view patterns in a, in a specific way and use my sense of vision and to decipher the world around me. And I'm pretty sure that my vision is more trained than uh, my nose. Makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, you've seen me try to do simple math. It's just not a natural talent. Like I could train. I could train, but it doesn't come naturally to me like systems. I'm sure there's like so nature obvious. and nurture. Sure yeah. you know, they, they both play, play their part. But I also wonder about blockages that one might have. I would like to present a sincere apology to uh, one of my professors back in this program called the Art Department, Tad uh, Marshall Vandruff. And I was terrified about One Point Perspective. And and I was, I guess, 25 at the time, 26. And uh, I was telling him, like, I don't think I can do it. This is impossible. I just can't conceive it. And he's like, maybe you have a blockage in your hand <laughs> that makes you think that it's tougher than it is. And, of course, at the time, my ego came in. And, and I'm like, oh, this guy thinks I'm insane. This guy thinks I'm, I have a blockage. And, but I didn't even know what that meant back then, have a block in your mind you know, about, about your capacities. And uh, Gay Hendricks calls it your upper limit problem. Yeah. Which is slightly different than I think what you're saying. But the upper limit problem is that we reach these invisible barriers of success where mm -hmm. we think we're not possibly cut out yes. for more. Yes, yes. Or we can't achieve that next level. Yes. Anytime you feel a plateau right. in your life, your income, your yeah. success, you might be hitting an upper limit. So yeah. that guy, Formula One guy, that it's possible he had a ULP around. Right. Reaching the podium. Yes, yes, yes. He, maybe on the inside, he didn't feel he was good enough. He was worthy there to was do it. or Yeah, impediments. like, uh, Verstappen. Verstappen. There's no stopping. Verstappen, the egomaniac Verstappen. Yeah. Oh narcissistic, insane Verstappen. Oh, wow, I hope he doesn't uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be apologizing, damn. <laughs> <laughs> He's got too much drive. You know, hey, uh, oh, got it. I got uh, it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> 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 Yeah, as he takes a sip of coffee. I'm I like it, room coffee. temperature, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I can't stand that yeah. lukewarm, tepid coffee. Tepid. Ugh. Why is that bad I thing? want it piping hot. Why? Because you can't taste it. Yes, you can. Can you? It's so fresh like that. And yeah. the smell. And it's like you burn your tongue. And your, no, one degree of short your... of burning my tongue. Uh, you, you and uh, what's his name? Larry David would make would be very good friends. Why? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, the whole season. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could stick your nose in your coffee. Yeah, I'd enjoy, I'd enjoy uh, what's the, the other guy's name? 
Mocha Joe's coffee. (laughs) Way more than Larry's coffee. (laughs) Mocha Joe. Mocha Joe. Oh, my gosh. He's got the beans. That's right. He hasn't got the beans, actually. He doesn't. doesn't. Larry got the beans. Poor Mocha Joe. I know. The spite store. I can't, it can't be a good thing. I don't believe in spite stores. It's really bad karma. It's like, why would you even take the time to it's do so that? so much energy. You know? Are I you know. even into coffee anyways? Like, I what's know. the point? I think he is really into coffee, he is. though. He I is. think he seemed he quite knew. joyful managing right, right. Latte Larry's. Right, right. Hey, okay, that's a fun exercise. What kind of What kind of store would you open? Oh, my gosh. Right? Shout out to Catherine Hayden, who I know would open a stationary store with pencils. Okay. Yeah. What about you? What about me? You know, I had a friend when I was in elementary school. Her dad worked at Office Depot. And to me, she was like oh my the princess of Office Depot. You know, she always had office supplies. Her basement was full was of office supplies. So and she would sometimes give me some for free. And oh, I was in heaven with all those office supplies. Uh-huh. She used to bribe a lot of us with all the <laughs> supplies. But um, if I could open a store... Oh my God, I know what I would You know, I do like coffee shops, I have to say. I really do. And I'd have really cool mugs, dinery mugs, cool colors. Okay, you know what? I'm going to start with this store, but I'm sure I could, I would like to open many other ones. I would open a crepe store. Oh? Yeah. Okay. I like the best crepes in town. Wow. Cool. (laughs) I like it. You know, I've always loved bookstore cafes that are combined. So there's a bookstore in half of the shop. There used to be one in Palo Alto called Printer's Inc. Uh And I loved it. My dad and I used to go. And what did we have? What? Quiche. (laughs) <laughs> we See, would that's go. one thing it's just like quiche? it's it's planted in your like way deep in your brain <laughs> that's like yeah. quiche is a is a happy thing that you've it had is. with your dad and it's like and my mom i've probably it's had many just pavlovian practically but who doesn't like quiche there's pie crust and there's eggs and sometimes broccoli and who likes broccoli Yum. anyways you have to be definitely like brainwashed to like broccoli and then you have a slice of quiche and a little side salad and a latte and then you pop next door and browse books i mean that's heavenly that's nice but they unfortunately are not doing too well like mcnally jackson mm-hmm. downtown manhattan i used to live right around the corner and that was my happy place yeah just go have some coconut cookie dealy bob with mm-hmm. a nice coffee yeah. and then browse books and yeah. if ever i was sad i just took myself to mcnally Hmm. So maybe I'd offer that gift back to the world somehow. I would like to have a Manushe store next to a crepe store. Wow. Can you explain to the listeners what Manushe is? It's like a Lebanese uh, pizza, I guess. It's very unique. It's a thin slice of something. What is it's it? It's a pie. It's, it's like, like a pie. Not even though... And it has thyme spices thyme, baked cheese, on top of it. Cheese, uh, meat. It's uh, almost like a crepe uh, thinness. So good. There's, it's not pizza thickness. Yeah, and there, there's like a bunch of chains that opened later that revolutionized it. You know, started added adding halloumi with bacon. Just, just all of these traditional Lebanese uh, mixes. Or, or there's a manouche place in New York, and I get the one yeah. that has avocado. And Michael looks at me like. Ugh, what are you doing? But How you know can you what? put avocado it, But it makes this? sense now. Like it's in so the, good. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, I just, uh, I thought it was so, uh, such a weird American thing to do. Just like, why would you add avocado We're on We're so on obsessed time? with avocado. You are. 
Absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely are obsessed with avocado. And it's still going on, you know, like uh, the um, the quinoa came and went. The What else What else is there? Acai. Acai. It's still around. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, it's around. Shout out to the, the BJJ, got... uh, BJJ crew that only eats acai practically. You know, that guy. says jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Brazilian BJJ. Miss you guys. Oh, uh, can't wrestle with the dummy, you know. He, he made a dummy, you guys. He made a, a, a dummy, <laughs> a hanger, hanger, stuffed with clothes yeah. to try to wrestle him. Yeah, and I did. Moves. I did for a while. But then, you know, you miss you miss your teammates. And, know. and uh, you know, there's something about wrestling other people. It's just so real. Anyway. But yeah, so a Manusha store with a crap place right next to one another. Sounds really nice. And, and, an, and an arcade Wow, wow, you got so happy. You got yeah. so happy when you said that. Right? And then I think you would also add that little ice cream shop that you like in Beirut. Yeah. Some corner ice cream shop. Yeah. Because you're always getting those. I like that. You know what? A triangle food place wow. and an arcade in the middle. Wow. <sighs> right? Yeah. Oh my Sounds God. great. Yeah. Sounds very you. Yeah. All right. And I have a bookstore cafe with some really cool little office supplies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Champ. <laughs> Jenny. Champ Jenny. Batal. Batal. Well, it kind of fits the theme of our TV shows as well. Yeah. Here's this like adventure, questing, excitement. It'd be very interesting to actually, I mean, it already happens in Lower East Side. There's a place called Enter the Void. It's a VR um, arcade, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's a VR arcade. But it'd be so nice to just enter all, all that world of of crazy experimental alternate reality business I don't even like the word business just research center <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious why yeah. what made you just great because then you the have to business. like uh, you have to find clients and oh, try to sell it to them the and books. bounce the oh, do all that like God. extra stuff that has nothing to have do with the actual passion of, oh like, my god you know yeah. You know, but a good business. You know, Andy Warhol says, like, the best art is business or something. He says art is business. Art business is business. Business is art. Right? Sure. Yeah, it is. It is an I, art. I, but you I, need I to be an know. artist, a business artist to enjoy it, you know, like uh, yeah, versus uh, something else. Yeah, not quite you. You can't be bothered. <laughs> the, the reason you can't be bothered with the business business is it's too similar day in and day out and... And it gets me unfocused from creation, creation, and like creation. That immersion. I think yeah. immersion, contemplation, and creation; those are your talents and the things you love to do. Mm-hmm. Immerse yourself in new and original content. Yes, contemplate. Yes, and it could be books, movies. Contemplate that content. Immerse, contemplate, create. Yeah! Wow! Yeah. Boom! Shazam! Here's my yalla. Send, the, send the pitch to Penguin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> penguin, are you listening? Penguin, are you? Here? <laughs> Penguin. <laughs> Yalla, we'll get a ghostwriter to figure it out. No, then there's a, <laughs> then there's a ghost in the book. That's how I feel about ghostwriters. <laughs> Listen, I think if you're going to have a co-writer, put their name on the cover. Look, I'll put his name. I know. <laughs> but this is my rant now. <laughs> okay. I took over when you said ghostwriter. Yeah. No, no, but uh, what was it? Contemplate. Immersion, immerse, contemplation, create. create. Absolutely. And that's it. That's all I want to do. Immerse, contemplate, create. But create you know, create the spark and then have have the... the I want to be responsible of the spark. I don't okay. want to be responsible of the, the, 
the 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 wood and the, the mm. you know maintaining the fire and and doing all that stuff i want to provide the like electric the lightning bolt and then <laughs> you and know the, that's a good analogy and the funny thing is when i was in coach training they asked us to pick a metaphor lightning and, bolt, bolt and mine provider. was i am the lightning bolt that wakes wow. people up that was my metaphor so i like but yours is so different yeah it's cool you want to be a lightning bolt too i guess so you know, okay, I love how you said you want to provide the spark. You don't want to do the kindling. I want to provide the spark. And, and very, here's very, what I like. Here's what I like about business is it's almost like coding, which I love, even though I'm not a, haven't invested too much more time in it since I was learning to code websites. Yeah. But what I love with coding is if you have an error in the code, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. The page just doesn't work. It's not yeah, doing yeah. what you want it to do. It's like formula. And the it's same thing the in business. Well, not even a formula, but there is formula a creative one. process. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah There's a creative process where if you get the right structures and systems in place, you actually create such yes. total and utter freedom and creativity yes. and joy yes. and connection. But it comes from that kindling, the, the, the structure of the branch of the not branches, the wood logs. And, mm. and then if it creates a big, beautiful fire, you know, you got the wood logs just right mm-hmm. and. And then you're like tweaking, you know, the people who watch a fire and they put the log in just exactly the right you, place. You like to see it through. You like to see it through. Right? Yeah. And I like to keep the fire burning. Yeah. It's funny. In life after college, one of my values I put was clean burning fire. But That's nice. I like to keep the fire burning consistently. Yeah. So that... I want to throw different <laughs> different stuff at the fire and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Like clean burning fire, sure. Uh, but with a lot start, of experimentation. You'd rather go start a hundred different fires. fires. Hey, I'm hey, going to hey. have a bonfire. Hey. I'm going to have people right. around it. That's you all listening. Yes. And then, and my colleagues, friends, crew, we're going to have this epic bonfire. And you always know where to find it. Hey. Anna, you're I want to make the bonfire the leave. Yeah, you're hey, hey. off running, yeah, yeah. creating as She's many. Like, Guys, you can have a bonfire here. Uh, bye. And then just go somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then yours is, did you know you can create a bonfire from an Oreo? Right, right, And right. then like whatever yeah. the next thing yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just yes. I like to. You yeah. would never create the same bonfire twice. Exactly. You'd never have the same spark. No, no. Twice. No. It'd be like it's I old news already. I'd like, I'd maybe I'd like to convince myself that I could. It's like, oh, once I have the system for the perfect bonfire, I can reproduce it everywhere. But it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, you won't do it. I've I've tried. Like I've uh, I've lied to myself thinking that I can or I thought I, I could, but uh, it just doesn't work for me. It must be nice to admit that. What? Like, or or do you think discover that's the, it? Or do you think that's the block? Do you think that's what your professor said? What? I'm just curious because you brought up that professor. This notion oh. that I can't keep a no, bonfire, but, but or maybe I don't know. You I'm know, not be, good at it. it's just because I've tried not to keep the bonfire, but uh, I don't know. I've, I've gotten into situations where at some point I'm like, and eh, I'm gone. You know? I'm yeah, gone. I think there's a difference between an inner block that has suffering around it mm-hmm. versus an inner knowing that, like, straight up that drains me. Or sometimes the situation just just doesn't allow for you to to move forward. Maybe it's just something that stops your flow. Or okay, so I had this idea of of a hanger, right? I've told you about this before. Oh yeah, uh, Mano Giragosian, master artist. Uh, has a big-ass hangar in Beirut that he treats as a museum, but also his studio. I would love to have a hangar like that. And having having that kind of large space, I'd be able to subdivide it into different types of art that I want to make and just go through it like a, uh, like a machine from one spot to the other, to the other, to the other, and just be able to produce things on and on and on with the team. 
And I started thinking about that, but then, you know, the Lebanese revolution happened, the COVID happened. Um, I think it's also... I, I switched to memes somehow, you know, like so many things happened and then I like, like let go of that thing. Running a big physical space like that, Mano and his wife are both bonfire course, builders. Yeah. And the same thing, day yeah, after yeah, day, yeah. building the business, the, creating the structure, balancing yes, the books, yes, yes. art as a business. But but that's what I'm saying about getting it, having a team. No, having a team to be able to do that. But... Uh, But yeah, that that goes back to what we're what I was saying about finding a physical center. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. That could be a physical center, for example, like a big space to be able to have massive canvases and experiment with different types of painting and paint and and, um, and you know, just like different art modalities um, and and be able to have a place where art can be discussed and developed and uh, developed and ideas can be uh, delegated to different teams and. I would gladly figure out a way to keep showing up uh, and find a creative way to, you know, keep uh, keep creating these bonfires in that space. And that would be a great center. Kind of to use Formula One, in a way that business model would work for you where there's a funder yeah. and there's a team and you're the driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, just show up it. and drive fast cars. Right. I just want to drive fast cars. Yeah, yeah. Fast cars. Making paintings or making art, but but having everything... You know, discussed and structured, and and um, you have someone in your ear saying "box car." Box yeah, yeah. Car. Someone in my ear saying "go uh, over overtake." Say, overtake. Saying uh, canvases have been stretched, <laughs> <laughs> uh, color palettes ready, um, brushes. Uh, you know, brushes are clean. Brushes are clean uh, on station one. Coffee like, okay. is lukewarm. Yeah, we're, we're ready for smoothies. you. Smoothies Smoothie. ready. Smoothies ready. ready. <laughs> Manouche is waiting. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a dream! <laughs> <laughs> you know, come in, grab my manouche, drink my coffee, yeah, wow. uh, drink my smoothie. Know where I'm. Uh, but then, but then another question arises: that once I have that system and know what makes me happy, am I gonna hop on it? <laughs> no, no. It's I, like I, I look genuinely... at this. Ha- I look at this hanger. I'm like. Okay, figured it out. Bye. Exactly, Not gonna make it. Like, exactly. Exactly. I think mean? that's exactly. You would build the vision, and then and then the next like artist would come in to implement because you. That wouldn't be, be a bad idea. Anyway, you know, maybe maybe I'd, I'd take it for a run or two, and then bring in other artists and show them the ropes, and yeah. um, maybe or oh, or I could figure out a way to um, to have breaks and 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 know that it would run uh in a commercial way or in a business way regardless of me being there or not you know there's some filmmakers that take or artists that takes six or seven years to put out uh, a series but it would be mature it would be very targeted they would know exactly what they're saying yeah who knows yeah who knows well this has been very fun yeah we can keep it going <laughs> split it in many parts since it's more exciting than boredom <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Pivot Podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips and templates by signing up for Pivot List, a curated twice monthly newsletter where I share the inside scoop on what I'm reading, watching, listening to, and the latest tools I'm geeking out on. Sign up at pivotmethod.com slash pivotlist. Get show notes from this episode at pivotmethod.com slash podcast. And connect with me on Twitter at Jenny underscore Blake. Remember, 
Build first, then your courage will follow. Hasn't it always? <laughs>